Hey, thanks for being here. Let's do some pod crashing. Episode number 182 is with James Brown from the podcast, The Unimaginable. I'm doing well on yourself. Uh, fantastic. Are you in North Carolina now? I am not. I'm actually in New York City. New York City. Okay, but you've got some ties to the Carolinas, don't you? I do, yes. I lived in Charlotte for a number of years. Um, you know, my band was based out of Charlotte and Noda, and uh, their band was called Matrimony. So I think if anyone from Charlotte, most people from Charlotte, at least uh, five years ago, would remember who we are. Oh, so, um yeah. Have you seen Noda lately? Oh my God, James! I know I keep getting these Zillow uh, notifications saying that the house that I bought for one hundred eighty thousand is now worth seven hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, ever since the train started going through there, I mean, that whole entire lay of land is just—it's—it's it's not the no, the Noda we grew up with. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, they still have the evening muse in the neighborhood theater, so that's good. I'm glad to see that's still there. But. So now, the changes that are going on in Noda, would that be the unimaginable? Because, I mean, in all honesty, I mean, that was our art district. Yeah. Well, you know, I think where, where I'm coming from with this unimaginable uh, podcast is more so to do with people's experiences, like in their personal life and how it switched their perspectives. Um, and when I say switch to perspectives, it's 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 quite be, it's been quite dramatic. You know, one of the first guests that I had on, I'm not sure if you had a chance to listen to it or not, but Teresa Cropper, mm-hmm. who she you know she grew up in Chicago and she was kind of born to be a, a child in the or a person in the civil rights movement, and she ended up working with Stevie Wonder on legislation uh, for the Martin Luther King holiday, and she and Stevie Wonder got Ronald Reagan to sign off on that, and so so she also lost 11 people in 12 months. And one of those months where she didn't lose someone personally was September, and that was 9-11. So, oh um, so yeah, listening to somebody talk about, you know, their life and the way they grew up and and then, you know, the amount of people that they lost and the th- different things they're involved in and how that gave them a, a way of looking at life that they didn't have before. And it's also a way of looking at life or, you know, just, just anything really um, that a lot of people probably just don't have that perspective or, and you wouldn't want them to have to go through it anyway. And that's what I find fascinating about these kind of guests, because, you know, as much as like, it's, it's horrible and tragic and so on for things, people to go through certain things, there's so much uh, wisdom that comes out of that and healing and there's um i don't know it's i just find it really really interesting and i think other people are really you know feeling the same way um but that's not 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 every episode's about tragedy you know one of the other uh, episodes that i have at the moment is uh, from an actress and uh she's you know she's done very well but came from a very small uh, village in in ireland close to where i'm from and um, you know, and just hearing her story about how she was able to kind of take the opportunities when they came and not procrastinate too long and kind of overcome, you know, low self-esteem and things like that. That, um, And then just, to, you know, to see somebody come out the other end of that in such a successful way. Um, it's just really interesting listening to that perspective, even though that's very opposite of what uh, Teresa's is. So, um, so yeah. Isn't it amazing how as we grow through life, we become even deeper students in life because of the things that come from out of nowhere, such as the unimaginable. I mean, it's almost like, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? And that's one of the reasons why I keep a defrag journal, because I will break everything down because I know that everything is a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the, I think the most important thing in for me during this podcast is to learn uh, in general, you know, because I went through a period of personal tragedy myself a few years ago and I, you know, I did see how much it did transform the way that I look at things like my lens. 
And, you know, that was that, what kind of gave me the idea to start talking to other people about their experiences and what, and, you know, what's happened between the, the, the thing that happened and, and now. And I've learned so much from doing it. I've made really good friends out of uh, doing it as well, because, the, the, you know, it's just like you're just talking to really real people, you know, that then there's no fluff and they're just talking about things that are uh, that I find really, really interesting. You know, what, what, why are we here? What's the point? Um, you know, how do we overcome this? Um, how should we look at this? What's really important? You know, and I think that's one thing perspective has been described as is what is important and what isn't. And so those are the kinds of things that we, we get into and, um, and get to the bottom of. And, you know, and we laugh and we cry and there's music set to it. And it's, it's not, um, it's a it's a it's a roller coaster for sure most of the time, but it's it's really really been a, a fantastic uh, journey for myself so far. So I'm really excited and humbled to be a part of it. So, do you find yourself being a student or are you a teacher? <laughs> Definitely a student. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In in the way of taking great notes, but what you're doing though, when you share it on on the unimaginable, all of a sudden you, you're you're saying, "Hey, look, guys, you're not alone. There's some stuff going on, uh, and you know, somewhere along the line, I'm going to hear from you as well." Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think there's, um, you know, the funny thing is, is that within, you know, when I started talking to people about and, and put this name on this thing in this podcast called The Unimaginable, it turns out a lot of people have unimaginable experiences in life. And, um, you know, are they going through something right now? And obviously, you know, with the pandemic and, you know, with different, there's, I mean, there's been just a whole, uh, I mean, over the last 10 years, there's been an, uh, so many different things that have happened that have caused, you know, uh, people to be displaced from their homes, death, sickness, um, you know, obviously the wars and uh, the war in Ukraine at yeah. the moment and um, whatever. So, and, you know, I was actually spent some time over there and talked to one of the MPs of uh, Ukraine and like, she's actually going to be on one of uh, the episodes coming up. Um, but, you know, just kind of like knowing that people are going through so much and, and being able to have guests on there that are touching on things that those people are actually going through themselves has been really cool because people have written in so far, um, like just saying like, you know, this really helped me in where I am in life right now. I had this massive decision with my job and, you know, just hearing that episode and the way that she said that, that kind of helped, that just tipped me over the edge to make this decision. And, you know, there's been, I think a lot of people have responded in that way where they feel like it's just like, they're not alone, like you said, and there, there are other people out there that do experience similar things, just probably in a different, you know, it just looks different, you know, so here's a, here's a way out there uh thought dolly parton says that country music is actually storytelling telling the story of the people of the community in a really weird way because you are a musician are you you haven't you turned your podcast into just a long form song because you are still storytelling yeah so you know so i've always been fascinated with the idea of making a marriage between words and music and because I think in the words, there's always a sense of melody and there's a lot of weight behind words. And so when you have, and then on the other side of it, with the music side of it, you've got um, kind of the same thing. You know, you've got a lot of information being processed as a musician. And so to make a marriage between those two things to me has always been really fascinating because you, it, that, that blend is kind of where the magic starts to happen. So yes, I think you're right. Like with, with, the, with the stories that the guests have, we have them tell the story of their lives and and I don't speak, you know, so that's about 10 to 15 minutes. And I write music to that story. So yeah. it's a score, like a very much like a documentary would, would be scored. Um, and so it's been really fun for me because 
I get to kind of put into, uh, you know, put, basically put into uh, music, put their story into music, but it's like 15 minutes long. So it's kind of like making an album every time as opposed to making a three minute pop song, which is, which has been, which has been really great because you kind of taken into consideration that, the, you know, somebody's life and what their sound would be like, what the BPM is of their voice, what the, the, the cadence is, the, the timbre, you know, kind of like getting into it like you would be as if you're in a band, you know, and uh, so that's one of the things I always tell the guests. I'm like, what kind of band would you have? Or that's what I think to myself, <laughs> what kind of band would this person have? So that's, it's been fun. So I sit there and try to figure it out and, um, you know, and start jamming along to, to their stories. That is so funny that you say that because when, I, when I'm sitting down to, to create a campaign for an advertiser, one of the first questions that I ask is, you know, wh- who do you listen to? Because who they listen to will determine on what, what kind of energy or what, how I'm going to write that particular commercial. That is so, that must be a Carolina thing, dude. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> <laughs> now, one, you, you, you brought up Ukraine, and, and I got to tell you, one of the things that you cover really well is that the, the term been to hell and back, and, and it can happen more than once. And I think that's what's happening in Ukraine right now, because you think of 2014 versus 2022, they're, they're back in hell. Yeah, I mean, you know, Donbass was a thing before this happened, you know, before the the recent Donbass, um, you know, absolute tragedy. Um, so, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm just getting into like being in Ukraine and talking to people from Ukraine and helping them across the border and talking to the, the member of parliament that I was talking to that, you know, this woman called Ina Sovson, she, um, she kind of gave me a really good inside look into how things work in Ukraine and and what what uh, how government spending could have been spent slightly differently um but obviously like you know there was there was always this threat of this Russian invasion but mm-hmm. no one knew whether it was going to happen or not and and so it's just like um it's just like anything else you know there's always everyone has their own kind of angles on what should have been done and what could could have been done better and it's always easy to say that with hindsight but um but yeah this that the, the Ukrainian people are very resilient and they're they're full of love and that's kind of one of the things from talking to them even though they would be you know displaced or have lost their husband because mostly i'd be working with women and children at the border and you know but they still had a sense of compassion that i find to be really just it was just amazing you know to see them uh, still have that um you know they were so thankful for people to be there you know and i was just thinking to myself how does this even happen like one of the first times that that i i uh, helped some pe- people across the border. I was driving up and down this forest, which was um, which basically marks the the border between Ukraine and Poland. And out of the forest, this woman in this red jacket and these two uh, young girls uh, were walking out. And I, at this point, I hadn't picked up anyone and didn't know anything and didn't know even where to take them. And uh, so I pulled over and had my Google Translator app. And you know, I wrote, "Said you need a ride somewhere?" Because I knew they were coming from Ukraine. And you know, they said yes. And I ended up finding them. A place to take them to and you know the whole time we were just on google translate talking to each other but she wrote me a note the next day and, the, and that note was just like uh, so heartbreaking you know she was to send she basically said you've broadened my horizons i didn't know there were people like this in the world and i'm not saying that i'm incredible there's so many people out there that are doing that and helping in such a great way but it's just like how great these ukrainian people are and how much they've been through and they still have that kind of um fervor for life um so i found that really fascinating so the, the conversation with ina is really a bit more of a political conversation from the inside out um, because I think we hear a lot of what's going on you know from the whatever press that we listen to or media outlets we listen to in America but hearing her um, and she's an LGBTQ woman so she's a 
she has a um, very unique perspective and has stayed there. And her her boyfriend's still fighting. Well, they, see, that's the one thing that's always inspired me about about the the Irish background is the fact that you know that that poetry has always been the spoken language of healing, and 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 limericks have always been you know have been the, the forefront of that. And then they, you study that because it, it's how people speak. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's definitely a lilt to everything that Irish people say. And, you know, I think you're right. You know, there's eight, there's 800 years of uh, history of violence within Northern Ireland, you know, just within the, the, the struggles that we have with Protestants and, and Catholics. And most people think that's like a 20 year old thing, but that's that's historically been how long it, it has gone on for. Um, so, you know, there's a, I think that's probably why I relate to the people in Ukraine in some way, probably, um, which I actually haven't thought about that before. Um, so thanks for bringing that up for me because I, like that's actually really interesting um yeah so i don't know you know i think that there's i think if you're if you are somebody that really does have empathy and does care about other people it's it's hard not to kind of respond to uh what's going on in the world right now and i also like just to add on to that i think that you know it's it's usually people that have been through something that's been transformative for them or difficult for them usually those people are the people that want to help other people and i find that interesting as well not to say that other people don't do that but i always you know when you get talking to somebody at the border or you know or, or some person that's like set up some refugee camp or whatever usually that person has been through something they feel very compelled to help other people other humans even if they don't speak the same language or don't know them at all um so yeah i I just i find the whole thing to be very intriguing in in terms of just from like a human perspective and and what we're all doing here you know so from one creative to another when when you step into somebody else's changes challenge darkness how do you keep it from growing inside of you because you know how it is we pick up stuff from other people and sometimes we can't easily shake it it's a good question. I think, you know, I think the, I think basically, you know, from the things that I've been through in my own life, I, I thought were so difficult and I thought that nobody else would ever have been through anything as difficult as what I've been through. That's, you know, that's the mindset whenever it happens. And then as I've talked to people that have had truly unimaginable lives, in my opinion, probably more difficult or tragic or whatever just see they seem bigger and worse than whatever i'd been through and it's really humbled me and it's actually helped it's actually helped me um in my own journey and my own healing process uh to to know that there are other people out there that have been through things that are uh, uh, that this it's seemingly the magnitude is larger than whatever i'd been through and that and i also like don't want to say that um you know trauma can be actually um quantified like that because i think everybody deals with things differently and it's not to say that one person has dealt you know whatever happened to them is so much worse than whatever happened to that person because it's really down to how that person responds to that trauma and what it does to them and how they deal with it um but for me like i've actually been been it's been helpful it's actually made my load lighter by talking to people strangely um because here you know some people heal very well and they and they get to a point in their lives where they're at complete peace with Mm -hmm life and death and when you talk to people like that um it kind of makes you you know <laughs> like i don't know like pull up your socks and like pick your head up and realize like okay like yes this has been hard and yes you still have to you know go through the process and steps of healing and do go to therapy and do all the things for your mental health that you that you're doing but like just realize there's other people out there that uh, been through similar things and you're not alone and there's a lot of them and um that's been really cool for me to be honest 
Yeah. James, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. We'll meet over there at the Evening Muse or the Neighborhood Theater, but we got to have a face-to-face conversation sometime. Yes, I'd love to. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? Yes, likewise. You bet. <laughs> All right, cheers.